This Shabbos, we read the Parsha of Kisavai, um, which is one of the things it's known for, is that it has what's perhaps the harshest section in the Torah. It's called the Teichacha, which literally means the rebukes or the curses. It's where Moshe Rabbeinu tells uh, the Jewish people about all the terrible things that will befall them in the future if they don't follow in Hashem's ways. Um, actually, there is two such sections in the Torah. There's one much earlier in the end of the Chumash Vayikra, in the Torah portion of Bechu And then there is in this week's Torah portion, but the ones in this week's Torah portion are much more lengthy and much more detailed and harsher than the ones in the in Parshas Bechu which makes this really the harshest Torah portion in the Torah. Um, yet, Hasidus teaches us that... Um, when there are curses in the Torah and in life, um, when one looks deeper, one can find how even in the curses, they are truly blessings, just very hidden blessings, based on the idea that everything that comes from Hashem and everything in the Torah is ultimately good and ultimately a blessing. Um, it's just a question if it expresses itself in a revealed way or in a non-revealed way. So there is a uh, family story that I say every um, every year on this Shabbos, at our Shabbos table, so I, I'm likely they've shared them on these recordings as well, but I'll share the, I'll share it again now um, with an additional thought about the story. So the story happens um, probably some uh, about 35 years ago, um, when I was a uh, before my bar mitzvah still, and I was home by my parents, and there's an interesting um, minhag about this week's Torah portion, about that section of the curses, which is that in the Yeshul, when we read the Torah, we give people aliyahs, and people are called up, and every person is called up, and a certain section of the Torah is read. Now, the issue is, who do you give the aliyah, who do you call up for this section where the curses are read? Um, Not such an honorable uh, mention to be called up to the Torah, and the curses are read. So, in all the shuls, this is an issue. Who do you call up for the aliyah of the curses? And typically what's done, again, because it's not the aliyah that most people would necessarily want to be called up for. So typically what's um, what's done is that the balkore, the one who reads the Torah, just makes, is not called up officially, just makes the blessing and, and gets that aliyah without any fanfare. Now, in my father's shul in West Bloomfield, Michigan, this presented a problem because my father is a Kohen um, and a Kohen gets the first Aliyah of the Parsha or the very last Aliyah but not any of the middle ones so a Kohen doesn't have the option of getting this Aliyah which is the sixth Aliyah of the Parsha so you got to give it to someone else so the the uh, common way out that the reader of the Torah gets the Aliyah didn't help didn't apply in my father's shul so what happened in that year in the shul is the following there was a gentleman who was a, uh, he, he would uh, daven in the shul, and he was, um, how do we say this, every city has its uh, local troublemakers, and every shul perhaps has its troublemaker. This person classified uh, as the city troublemaker, shul troublemaker. Um, he was actually expelled from a couple of shuls, literally, before he joined my father's. Um, he would write on the newspapers against the rabbinate of the city, against my father, against everyone, um, opened up his own everything to challenge the rabbinical um, uh, council of the city. Uh, what shall we say? You know, not a mitzvah to talk about it, but uh, 
city troublemaker, local troublemaker. Of course, he didn't pay any membership dues, and he was always in a fight with everyone on the border and the shul and so on and so forth. Um, this person had not received an aliyah to call up to the Torah for years because he was at odds with everyone. Um, and here it was Shabbos, and there's this aliyah, and uh, it's not the aliyah that you want to give to anyone. So the gabai, the one handing out the aliyahs, thought, you know what? This guy hasn't received an aliyah in a long time. Maybe he would want us to receive the aliyah. And he asked him, would you take the aliyah? He says, sure. And he gave him that aliyah, called him up to the Torah for that section. Now, my grandfather of blessed memory, Rabbi Yaakov Kuppel, who was a Hasidic Jew from Poland, went through the Holocaust, Schindler's List, um, was an elderly man at the time, probably around 80, or close to that, and he happened to be in Michigan at my parents' home for that Shabbos. Um, he lived in New York, but he had come for Shabbos. And he was there when this happens. And he sees that they're giving the aliyah of the curses to this gentleman, and he asks, like, who's this person? And he's told, you know, this is a troublemaker, this is someone who's at odds with everyone, doesn't receive an aliyah ever, so it just worked out to give him the aliyah of the curses. And my grandfather is livid. Because you don't like someone, because you don't get along with someone, you give him the curses, the aliyah of the curses, how could you? And he decides he has to do something. So immediately after davening, he walks over to this gentleman, gives him his hand, uh, it's for a handshake, for a good Shabbos, and he says, are you coming down to the Kiddush? And the guy says, no, I don't go to the Kiddush in this shul. But my grandfather holds on to his hand, doesn't leave go, and says, no, 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 you're coming down to the Kiddush with me. Now, it's, it's hard to physically fight with an 80-year-old an man who's holding on to your hand. So this man dutifully follows my grandfather, or walks hand-in-hand hand with my grandfather down to the Kiddush. And my grandfather has a chumash in his, under his other hand. And he says, okay, I want to talk to you about something. And he pulls out the chumash and says, you got the aliyah today in shul. It seems like it was curses. But really, you should know that the Hasidic Sfarim explain how each one of those curses is a blessing. And if you read them, if you read deeper into the curses, you can actually see the blessing that's in every curse. And that's what I am going to do with you now. And he opens up his chumash, and he starts with the first curse, and he says, okay, it sounds like a curse, but really it's a blessing because... And he goes on to give one Hasidic insight. And then he goes to the second curse. There are 98 curses in the Parsha. (laughs) The Kiddush had long been finished. Almost everyone was gone. And my grandfather sitting by the table with his hand, with, with his gentleman, with his chumash, going through the verses, pasuk by pasuk, showing him how every curse is really a blessing. And I don't know if he made it all the way through all the curses, but he definitely did uh, went through a, a great uh, number of them. And he felt very happy afterward that he was able to tell this Yid how he shouldn't think, chas v'shalom, heaven forbid, that there were curses here. Rather, there were blessings. This is a story that I saw myself, I was there at the time, and obviously had a tremendous impact on me. Um, There's two beautiful points that come together in this story. One is how the curses of Torah are blessings. And if one knows enough, if one learns enough, one is actually able to see and read into the curses and understand how on a deeper level they are blessings as well. And of course the other part is the tremendous Ahavas Yisrael, the love for every Jew that my grandfather exhibited in this story. Um, when he knew full well that this person wasn't a community person, wasn't a person that was beloved, to say the least, by the community, and for good reason, nevertheless, he took the time, he took it to heart to make sure that this person shouldn't be slighted in any way and to spend the time to explain to him and show him the blessings. 
it would seem to me that these two ideas are very connected. The idea that the curses of the Torah, when you look deeper, you'll see and you'll know that they are blessings. And the same is with a fellow Jew. We might look at a fellow Jew externally and see curses. A person who is um, who's, who has his negative qualities are very, very loud, very clear, and, and uh, very... Um, you know, upsetting to everyone around him, very annoying or upsetting or frustrating um, at best. And nevertheless, when one looks deeper and one is able to see beyond the externalities, the external facade of a Yid, one could and should be able to find the holy neshama, the beauty and the holiness that there is beneath the surface in every single person. Indeed, this week, two days ago, we celebrated the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov, the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, both of, whose, both of whom were founders of Hasidus and teachers of Hasidus, and Hasidus emphasizes both of these points. Emphasizes that Torah should not only be seen on its external level, but rather to see the panemius, the internal parts of Torah, the deeper parts of Torah, the part in which every part of Torah is, is a blessing, is a blessing and is holy no matter what it looks like externally, and at the same time emphasizing the internal qualities of every Jew, the neshama, the soul, that always, no matter what, lies beneath. And when one, um, when one emphasizes, when one um, puts the, the proper emphasize, emphasis on the internal aspects of the Torah, and that comes hand in hand with emphasizing and seeing the internal qualities within every yid. And that's what this story really tells me. The story of the internal um, qualities and beauty, both within the Torah as within every Yid. Chazal teach us the name of a, of a Jew is Yisrael. We're called Bnei Yisrael, we're called Am Yisrael. The word Yisrael is actually an acronym for the words Yesh Shishim Ribu Oisies Latera. There are 600,000 letters to the Torah, which means that every Jew is like one letter of the Torah, part of the Torah, and therefore both share this same quality of an internal beauty and notwithstanding whatever is outside. Hashem should give us the ability to be able to always see the internal beauty within Torah, the internal beauty within every Yid, within ourselves, and to be able to not only see that as something internal, but to express that openly and to find that within ourselves and reveal that within ourselves, as well as within the people around us. Have a wonderful Shabbos.